was just like, what do you see? What's in the room? my podcast where I talk about the kind of psychic experiences that I have and overthink them out loud and try and figure out if they were actually something psychic or if it was just all my imagination and all in my head. So we've got a bit coming your way today. I figured it's round about time that I talk about what I experienced when I was staying down in that hotel in Vancouver. I put the like vague details up on my Instagram story that week and I meant to record about it the week following but honestly it's kind of escaped my mind and when I say I need to talk about it before I forget like I've kind of already forgotten but don't worry I made notes on the day so it's not gonna be an experience lost on any of us but it's quickly quickly becoming less and less relevant so (laughs) before I get into that though I need to do something and (laughs) the words coming to mind to describe what I need to do are what's on top and that's because my dean in my high school would get us to sit down and have a little session called what's on top and you'd go around the circle and you'd just say what's on the top of your mind you know it would get us all talking get us all calm and I'm not gonna do that now with just any boring stuff I've had quite a few little psychic thoughts this week and I just need to get them out there so I need to warn you I'm not I'm not answering these thoughts or I'm not giving a, an explanation for these thoughts or a theory. Um, I, I, they're just some things that I need to get out there, okay? And sorry, but you're going to have to listen to them. Okay, so the first one is, you know how a little while ago I started being able to see auras through screens so I think I was on TikTok one day and this girl was doing some dance video which I don't even know how it got onto my algorithm but it did and I could see that she had a green aura and so I kind of put it on my Instagram and I was like can anyone else see her aura and some people could some people couldn't but Ocean's Eleven was on the TV a few nights ago and I was looking at, I think it must have either been Brad Pitt or George Clooney. I'm pretty sure it was George Clooney. And I could see his aura while he was on the TV screen. And it was blue. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, okay, seeing this dude's aura, it might just be weird lighting in the lounge at the moment. But let's play devil's advocate for a second. Let's say that it was his aura. What time period is that aura coming from? Like, is that his aura from when he was filming and acting? And at that time, the camera sort of captured his aura? Or is it what his aura is like right now in the present moment? And then how on earth is it appearing differently to you know when he was being filmed on screen I don't know if any of that makes sense but I'm aware that sometimes like your aura color can change over time 
Well, I only say that because sometimes I see my aura and one day it's green, one day it's orange, one day it's blue, you know. Anyway, (laughs) that's the first thought. (laughs) The second is, (laughs) this is going to sound really strange, but my boyfriend, Daniel, as you know, he's just started sleep talking and I get really confused because he falls asleep within about 30 seconds and I'm lying there for like a good 20 to 30 minutes to two hours just trying to get to sleep, you know? And so if he's just lying there and mumbles something or says something under his breath, I genuinely think he's awake and talking to me. So I'll be like, oh yeah, what, what? I didn't, I couldn't hear you. Can you say it again? Anyway, the other night he was in bed and he was just goes, no, no. No, no, I see it. And I was like, Daniel, what what are you talking about? What do you see? No, I see it. I see it. It's right there. I can see it. And I was just like, what do you see? What's in the room? And then, like, I realized as he just didn't respond to me at all that he was definitely sleep talking. But, yeah, there's just been a few instances now where what he's saying, depending on what mood I'm in, could really creep me out. But... Another thing that he does is he's falling asleep. Like if we're spooning and he's big spoon and I'm little spoon, we'll be falling asleep and I'm kind of like, I'm not, I'm not much of a hugger. I get hot too quickly and like, I just need my personal space. So like if I'm going to do a friend's reference, but I'm like the Ross in the scenario, you know, like the hug and roll where he like hugs the pillow and rolls it away to Chandler. Um, (laughs) I hug and roll. So, So... Sometimes we're lying there though and I'll be comfy so I'll be all right for the moment and I'll just be thinking about whatever I'm thinking about in that moment. Sometimes when when we are spooning, cuddling, whatever, a spirit will come through and I'll be sitting there just trying to figure out oh, I know where this is going and I'm just going to sound so crazy. I'm just fearing myself that I've I've committed so much. I need to keep the story going. So we'll be lying there. And um I'll see a face or I'll hear some information come through and I'll sit there and like in my mind I'll ask the spirit questions, you know? I'll be like like let's take Savannah for example. I'll be like, Are you from Savannah? And sometimes I get some information back, sometimes I don't. What Daniel does as he's falling asleep is he'll twitch. And like when he twitches, he'll like grab me. So if he's got his arm here, he'll be like, and it scares me. It it scares me a lot. But I've got, I don't know how I got it into my head, but it must have been that he was doing this one night when we were trying to get to sleep or I was trying to get to sleep and he was already asleep and I had his spirit come through and they weren't very forthcoming with information or I don't know what was going on with me. I just couldn't really understand the messages that were being sent my way. And every now and again, Daniel would like twitch and, and, and squeeze me. And I was just sitting there being like, oh my God. <laughs> so crazy. Like, oh my God. Daniel's twitching and Daniel's squeezing. It's like Morse code. So I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, if you're from Toronto, 
Daniel will squeeze twice. And I'll just sit there waiting for him to be like, <clears throat> So somehow in my mind, I think that like the spirit is either channeling through, through like using Daniel's body as like a little, I don't know, as a little messenger as well, or like a little, a little electric shock just to give me the right information. And I know it's very far-fetched, don't worry. I don't actually believe it, but that doesn't stop me from wondering it at the time. <laughs> and, hey, I could actually have a little segue here, couldn't I? I could segue, so I'm going to do it. Um, there were more little psychic thoughts on my on my mind this week, but maybe I'll just have to save them for another time. <laughs> Your time's precious, I know. So way earlier in the year, there was a bit of an accident and um, Daniel needed to have like emergency surgery. And we spent quite a bit of time in Vancouver because that's that's where he needed to have the surgery. And while that happened and like as he was recovering, we'd get hotel rooms that had two separate beds and it was just because like uh, he he needed to sort of have some arms up on like a stack of pillows and there just like wasn't room for the both of us and I didn't want to knock him in case I'd hurt him and that sort of thing so we had separate queen beds and I tell you what it was a vibe I loved it he is a six foot five person so <laughs> made no sense but he's just he's a tall person he takes up a lot of room in the bed and like if we're just lying there sleeping he'll have his entire arm under my pillow because that's how he's comfy right and then he'll have like his legs going on diagonal in my corner of where my feet should be so he takes up a lot of space and I like my space you know so when he was recovering and that sort of thing. I was like, hey, this is actually kind of a vibe. I'm I'm liking this. I hope it lasts. And when we were down in Vancouver last, we stayed at a hotel called The Barad, where we'd stayed at before because it's right across the road from the hospital where he was going for so long, you know. And a hotel is a bit of a stretch. I'd say it's like a it's it's a motel with a nice paint job. And um Daniel always asks now, like, oh, should we get a single bed or two beds? And I'm always like, two beds, two beds. This is like a holiday. I need two beds. I need my own. And like, and part of my mind as well, I'm like, oh, we'll also get a bigger room if we have two beds. So as long as it's the same price, we will request a room with two beds. And we did that. It was kind of the only hotel we could stay at last minute. I don't think I enjoyed it last time just because it was, it was quite grubby. And we know I'm a germaphobe. So, yep, um, I I just, you know, persevered in this trip. And, and I remember walking into the room and just being like, uh, hmm. because the last time we'd stayed there, like when I walked to our room like it's actually quite weird the way that it's laid out it's laid out as if all the rooms are kind of in a square and they look onto a courtyard in the middle if that makes sense so the rooms kind of go around the outside in a square I don't think I've described that well at all but hey I'll put a photo or something up on Instagram anyway and the first time we stayed there like I didn't get any weird vibes like I only got 
weird vibes walking past all the other rooms just because it looks like an old place and I don't know you think about an old motel and you think that it's probably a given that someone at some point has passed away there but this time we get into the room and immediately I'm just like mm-hmm. like it wasn't awful energy but I there was just a vibe that I could kind of it was just niggling at me, you know, like it was very subtle, but, but it was there. And, um, another lovely little feature of these rooms is that they don't have aircon. And, uh, I think it was like a 28 degree day in Vancouver or something, but they have this massive dehumidifier. And so, we put that on as we were going to go to sleep in our separate beds and it sounded like a train was going past. Like it was very, very loud. And Daniel was like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to get to sleep with this noise. And I'm just like, well, I'm not going to be able to get to sleep in this heat. Like we have to pick one of us and you'll fall asleep in 30 seconds. So I think we're fine. And we were. <laughs> good compromising on my part I put my foot down <laughs> anyway as I was lying there trying to get to sleep I was like this isn't the best case scenario for me just because if there is white noise in the background for me it, it helps like clairvoyant images and clear audience noises I guess come through a lot stronger I think it's because it's like my brain's being kept alert but it doesn't have to pay attention to anything and so because of that it means that for me anyway things come through a lot stronger and so I set boundaries as soon as I realize that that might be a bit of an obstacle for me getting to sleep I I don't know I think I just put out to the room I was like I'm sorry I don't want anything to come through tonight we'd just come back from Seattle I was exhausted and and I had really bad symptoms at that time so I just needed a good rest and I I needed some good sleep (laughs) I can't remember if I asked Archangel Michael to come through and help me protect myself in the room either like I definitely put a little protective orb around me like I usually do and then that was that but before I'd closed my eyes I thought that I saw like this big patch of white moving really slowly at the end of Daniel's bed and I definitely take for granted us going to sleep in the same bed every night and having someone hold on to me so that I feel safe and secure just in case anything were to come through but in this case you know we were in our separate beds and I don't know I was just I was just a little bit more scared than usual But this white patch, like I kind of just put off to my eyes adjusting to the light, like turning the lights off or maybe just my imagination or, I mean, it could have been a number of things, you know. Anyway, I thought that I was fine. I didn't think that anything was going to come through. I was protected, right? I was in my little protective bubble, like bubble boy. Adam Sandler, <laughs> water boy, sorry, I was just, I was, I was doing okay, and I remember I was lying on my stomach, and I was thinking about something, I don't know, you know my mind and how it 
runs in all different directions. But I was lying on my stomach and I just felt like a little weight on my right calf. So like if I was lying down, it was like it felt like someone had just grabbed my right calf. Like, like you can't see me, but I'm doing it right now. And you know how sometimes if you're in bed and there's like a little ear bubble in the duvet and the duvet will kind of just like randomly settle down back on your body, if that makes sense. And you're just like, ah, there was a little ear bubble there. That's what I initially thought. That's where my mind first went. But I realized that the duvet was pretty much like a, a glorified sheet. Like it was so thin and so light that it wouldn't have actually been able to put any force onto my calf where I'd actually feel it, you know, or it, it would just be much lighter than what it was. So I'd sort of run through that checklist in my mind and I realized that, yeah, it, it, it felt like a hand that kind of came to rest on my calf as if someone had sat on my bed and put their hand on me to let me know they were there. But then I started hearing someone speak to me in another language. I, I talked back immediately and I said that I don't allow anyone to come through. Like I was trying to get to sleep. And as this voice was, well, this energy or person or I don't know what you call it, was talking to me. In this other language, it was an Asian language that I can't depict which language it was. I had a name come to mind immediately, and it was Jing, X-I-N-G, either Jing or Zha, X-I-A, and I knew that was his name, <laughs> and yeah, I've written down here, like, because what happens is if something like this goes on, I just get my notes app out and write down as much as I can remember at that spot, just so that I've got a record of whatever happens, you know? But he said to me, I'm sorry, I do not speak much English. And I said, I don't speak any other language. And he said, I try my best. I thought he'd passed away in the room we were in. And when I wondered if someone had passed away here, my counsel nodded, so I saw them nodding at me. So I asked him, I said, did you pass away here? And he pointed to across the road, he pointed at the hospital. And uh, he said... My family are very sad. I try and hug them, but they don't see me. And I said, you're very subtle when you come through. And he said, I don't want to scare them. They cry for me, but I'm okay. And I don't know why I just got the feeling like, it's not like he said anything to me. It's not like... I have anything to go off, but I, I just got the feeling that he went into surgery but didn't come out. 
and that it was something pretty, like a pretty standard procedure and it was quite unexpected for him not to make it out. Um, and I got nods as I wondered that. So I got the confirmation that the passing was sudden and that it was unexpected. But I just, I just saw him smiling like this big, big, smile and I mean you know like you can feel how happy someone is when they have such a bright smile you know and I asked him if there was anything he wanted to say and and he said no it's okay <laughs> and it's strange because I feel like language must be a barrier which is a hard thing to believe when we're literally communicating through different realms so I find that a little bit hard to believe you know like that aspect of it it's like you're literally like this person's no longer alive I'm talking to them yet we're having trouble because he didn't speak as much English as he would have liked to while he was alive it just it seems like a strange obstacle to have to navigate you know when when you're already speaking from wherever you are in this universe you know but at that point I tried to tell him to find someone who speaks his language to get the message to his family and I don't know why but like even now as I'm remembering what's going on I I don't have it written down but I definitely felt like he was Chinese I just didn't want to say that I heard the language, which was an Asian language, and then it was Chinese when I didn't know. But that is the feeling that I got, you know. Um, That the funny thing is, as soon as I said, you know, I was trying to tell him to find someone to speak his language and to get the message to his family, he said, the message is not for family, message for you. And... I was just like, why? <laughs> why me? <laughs> but at the time, I had really, really bad cramps as I was trying to get to sleep. And that's what his message was about. It was about my period. And he told me, he said, except that the pain was all about releasing the hurt and pain from over the last month. And he motioned his hands, kind of brushing down his torso and said, I release the pain and struggle from the past month. I release the pain and struggle from the past month over and over. And it kind of worked. I got to sleep. And I didn't see him again. But I tell you what, woke up the next day, still had that pain. But the weird thing is I didn't try what he told me to do the night before. I just kind of took some Panadol or Tylenol, what it is over here, and just kind of got on with it but yeah I don't really know how to process that one like I'm I definitely so grateful he was there in that moment but I felt like I don't know I guess I feel like there'd be other people that would need his help more than me I'm just like why are you coming through to help me now with this little thing when you could be trying to chat to your family you know like it was very kind so yeah there you go
came through and healed me a little bit. So I'm very lucky. You thought the episode was done, but it's edited Lydia here, so you get Lydia from the future again. I was just out on a little walk, and I had some more information come through from our man, Jing, Orja. I was just thinking about him, and I was like, well, maybe him doing that little thing for me and easing my pain in that moment, something that seems so small, maybe he just liked to do the small things for people while he was alive. Just the little things, you know, like giving you his umbrella when it was raining or opening the car door for you, just like the really little things. And afterwards, as soon as he did that thing, he'd smile and nod like he did for me. And he'd be happy, you know. And as soon as I had that little thought spiral, I could see him again in my little third eye. I know it seems weird, but that's just what happens. And he was just smiling and nodding a lot. Like it was a bit of an erratic nod. Like he was really nodding. He was really happy. And I don't know. I just find it weird that like in that little moment, he showed me more of what he was like as a person or like as a soul by doing that little thing, by easing my pain. And that was more of a strong message for me than anything he could have said at the time or shown me at the time in terms of imagery, if that makes sense. Like his whole act of kindness told me more about him than if he were to say, I like doing things for people, you know? Anyway, you've chatted your little ear off. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time today. I'll have a little question box up on the Instagram stories tomorrow at Psychicish Podcast and see what questions or theories or similar experiences maybe that you've had. Maybe you've had people come through and like, put a hand on your back or something as you've tried to get to sleep i don't know tell me so i don't feel as alone okay (laughs) or as weird (laughs) anyway you'll see me in two weeks best of luck getting to sleep tonight bye bye